Welcome to Barely Educated, the show that likes to live in misery with the rest of the Bears world. Uh, I am here to talk about the Bears-Bucks game with my partner, Mark Jansen. Mark, it's Monday. We've slept on this loss. What do you got to say right out of the gate? Matt Nagy has COVID. That's the breaking news as we record this at like 11.15 or whatever central time on Monday. The Bears head coach has tested positive. Twitter is struggling to cope with this. I think most of us want to make jokes, but don't want to be too insensitive to it. He actually sounded sick. I listened to like the first sentence because they were streaming it on the score. Then I was like, okay, I got to get out of here. And then you sent me the Zoom. But he doesn't sound healthy. Uh, so there's that. Uh, I think this guy sums it up well. I mean, I hope he's healthy, but staying away from the building could be all right. <laughs> beyond that uh i hope these post games are fun and entertaining and as the great terry boards used to say you have a laugh or two along the way and i hope they're cathartic because we are just a couple fans ranting as fans do hoping that other fans find it somehow helpful in their own griefing grieving process of the oh that game i don't know how we can talk about hardly anything but the coach and the QB, which is really about the coach still for me. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, well, let's get into it. I mean, it was uh, a little scary to see that uh, Justin Fields did not really look like it, it looked like he took some steps back yesterday. And I don't know what all that means about the future with him, you know, I, I, I'm trying to say like, okay, you know, it's just one of those nothing. things. It means nothing. But, about okay. Okay. Good. I hope so. I hope you're right. And, and I, okay, so you brought him up. We'll start with him. Okay. He was, he was very bad. Yes. Five turnovers is just bad. I don't care yes. how bad the team around you is. Well, I do, but if you turn yeah. the ball over five times, you also had a bad game. Now the one is on Mooney totally to me. It could have been a better ball, but you get your hands on it in this league. You don't play volleyball with it. Uh, and Arab falling might have mattered, oh. but it was a bad decision. He was trying to throw it on. Arab had to turn around. It was a bad ball. I'm still calling that one on fields upon further review. The fumbles are partially, of course, on the line, and the coach is not giving the linemen any help. We'll come back to that. But I want to make sure everybody knows that I'm totally willing to say that Justin Fields had a bad game, and he did take a step back. But... He's still a rookie learning, and I'm by no means giving up on him or considering this to really be all that telling about his future. If anything, it just shows me that he is not even remotely ready to run the nonsense that Nagy wants to run any more than any other QB that Nagy trotted out there has been able to run it against a good team. This is what they do when they play good teams, especially on the road. Yeah, that all sounds good. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Let me no. give you for, uh, context, <laughs> for context, let me give you the, the rookie and second-year stats for a particularly good QB now, who I think is a good, similar kind of comp to Fields in terms of what I want Fields to be doing. In you know He's good now. Here's his first season. 12 games, 11 starts. He went 5-6 and six with a 52.8 completion percentage. That's a big barf. 
2,000 yards. Well, that's a season's worth for the Bears right now. <laughs> 10 TDs and 12 interceptions with a rating for the dinosaurs among us who still care about that bogus stat of 67.9 <laughs> and a QBR of 49.8. His second season, he went up to 59% completion with 30, almost 3,100 yards, so about 1,000 gained, a little over on yards. 20 touchdowns, so twice the TDs, nine interceptions, so he cut them too, for a rating of 85, and a QBR about the same because he didn't run as effectively, I guess. I don't really know how they figure that one. All right. Last year, now can you guess who it is yet? Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> you suck, no, Chris. This guy's good now. I still think uh, Mitch has was not the guy to blame for all this. Yeah. I don't want this. This is not a Mitch Trubisky pod, Chris. Dadgummit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm not a smart No, man. keep going. Keep going. Okay. This QB was 10 and 6 his second year. Last year. There you go. Now that's a clue. 13 and 3. 4,500 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, a 107 rating. Hmm. This year, he's 4-2 with 1,700 yards already, 15 TDs, three interceptions, and a 103 rating. Point is, his first year was terrible. His second year was okay. His third year was terrific. He is 6'5", 237 pounds. He is, therefore, a decent comp to Fields because he's got big arm, big build. He can run a little bit, but he's not shifty mm-hmm. and elusive like, say, Lamar Jackson, and I think Fields is not either. He's top-end speed cut and go. Right, see the spin move that we all want retired. Yeah, that quarterback is Josh Allen. Aha, and they run the kind of stuff I want Justin Fields to be running because I think he's got that same big arm and athletic ability. He's obviously not quite as large, he's a little bit more athletic, in in other words. But the Bills knew how to develop him, and their plan did not involve sitting him an entire season, it involved taking the lumps. This is Josh Allen's fourth year already. Yes. And wow. so the Bears have to take their lumps with Fields as a rookie. And so do we as fans. That does not excuse five turnovers. But there's no reason to give up on Justin Fields after yeah. that game. Mm-hmm. It was a step back, but who cares? It was a good team. And to be sure, however, after three years of this crap and five, six games, seven games now, be perfectly happy to give up on Matt Nagy. Oh, yes. I'm ready. I'm done. I was last year. I had actually ended 2019. I was. It was obvious mm-hmm. then that, like, wait a minute, wait. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors here. Yeah. Okay. Well, before I, I before we get Nagy, because we're gonna spend forever on that, just yeah. real quick. <laughs> Again, for all the people that can't seem to listen and comprehend this, or the people there's the old guard who still don't seem to understand this point. Most people do. So hopefully, I'm preaching to the choir. Nobody said people's gonna come out. And just dominate, take over the league, and lead you to a division title or something. We right. all said this team's not that good. It doesn't really matter if Dalton is marginally better. It matters that Justin Fields is developed and that the Bears learn what they have in him and if, the, if it will work with Matt Nagy. We are starting to set, see a clear answer on that last point. And yes. That does not mean that we thought Fields was going to be amazing, but we see a fundamental disconnect in the talents that Fields has and what is typically being asked of him this is now the second utter disaster of an offensive performance cleveland and this one yeah and my cons- go, go ahead go ahead 
Okay, all right. My concern that I brought up at the beginning is do we have to watch Fields try to learn and grow the rest of this year under Matt Nagy? That's what concerns me the most is I'm having Mitch flashbacks. You know what I mean? And it seems more and more likely that, uh, yeah, Mitch had some problems, of course. Obviously, we've talked about those at length on this show, many episodes over the last couple of years, going back to the Meatball Composer days. Hello! But I can't help but worry that a lot of those problems with Mitch were because of Nagy, and they're going to start to manifest more and more with Justin Fields. I, I'm perfectly willing to admit that there's some irrational uh fear in there because justin fields does seem to have uh you know a mental edge over trubisky in terms of um i don't know just having more well, he's tougher mentally, yeah he's mentally tougher yeah that's a good way to put it Confidence, but i just maybe whatever we're yeah put on. but i just can't help it and start to worry like man you know mitch hit a ceiling pretty quick and it's looking more and more like a lot of that was due to this coach and I do not want that to happen with Justin Fields. I don't want him to play with Nagy for, you know, 10 more games this year. You know what I mean? Well, I guess. Oh, I, I mean, I agree. But the Bears are too wishy-washy and wimpy to do anything midseason unless it's at the bye week. Um, I mean, if he didn't get fired after Cleveland, he doesn't get fired after this game. What, what they got to, and he didn't get fired after losing six in a row last year. I want him gone today. I was hoping that the change to the Zoom press conference was so that George could react. Hi, everyone. Oh, snap. You know, but uh, they're not going to fire the coach when they think they're in wild card contention. This is just not how this operates. As much as we twid about it and joke about it and want that to happen. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's just not gonna. And so the question then turns into, which we'll come back to Maggie's terrible coaching again obviously with this game the question is how much can he ruin fields i don't think we can answer right like that might seem kind of lame but i i think fields is tough enough to recover but you're going to be hitting a reset next year when you hire a new coach and that's the problem every problem goes back to january or august no report with robinson august bringing back lame duck coach and i think lame duck gm january Spinning a six-game losing streak into a reason to keep a coach? Ridiculous January. Acting like a wild-card berth when you were pretty mediocre and your offense sucks every year? Back to January. Now you're going to, this January, tell everyone about a new head coach and Fields will have a new playbook to learn and we'll all be optimistic that the guy will be better than Nagy. But we won't know, right? It's going to take two years to know because Fields will be a second-year starter but first in the new system and you basically wasted his rookie year. That's where we're at. And we can hem and haw and pretend otherwise, but the Bears have now are staring in the face in terms of Justin Fields' development. It's it's going to look like a wasted year, except for he will hopefully get calibrated to the NFL speed and NFL open. And he did outrun the end a couple times yesterday. That yes. whole thing that we talked about. Yes. That's all. That's, but like you're going to have a new playbook, and I just I think he'll be fine on that stuff. So I'm still with you. I'm getting rid of Nagy, definitely, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah, um, like you said, after Cleveland and after Aaron Rodgers saying, I still own you in Soldier Field, and then yesterday, yeah, if it hasn't happened yet, it's not going to happen till the end of the year. Yeah, and they'd have to have a huge losing streak, and even then they didn't do it with last year's. But, Chris, we're averaging 14 points a game now. 
you can't win with the 85 Bears defense and that kind of offense. Well, I don't know. They gave up 12 something points. I know. I, I, I can't. <laughs> it would be ugly to watch. But listen, th- this game, uh, the very first play, I was like, and we're screwed. When they ran out of shotgun, a little toss with a back has no momentum again. And that was that. Justin Fields off of play action has like a 99 QB rating and like a 69 or 70% completion percentage. And that's where his touchdown is. It's so sad that he's only got one touchdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And non-play action, like shotgun and such, he's really bad. The numbers are bad. But I, I think it's important that we stop at this point. No more fields development stuff. It'll be fine, I think. We will see. Right now, we are witnessing what historians call a systems collapse. Mm. Right? A systems collapse is when too many factors compile to make the whole thing terrible. In my world, this happened at the end of the late Bronze Age in 1200 BC, <laughs> kids. Right? Egypt starts to decline. The Hittites decline. And there's a bunch of earthquakes. There's a famine. There's new people moving in and starting wars. And the whole thing was a lucrative trading-based uh, you know, system. And it falls apart, and no one factor is the reason. It was a multitude of factors, and that's exactly what I think we're seeing with the Bears' offense. Who on the line is playing well? Maybe one of the guards? Mm, not the tackle. Yeah, not, no. I mean, the right tackle thing. That's another thing about the coach. Like, how could you put Simmons out there over Bars, and Bars has already filled in several times in the last two years, and then leave him alone against two good pass rushers. I mean, come on. Inexplicable. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Coaching and blocking both. How are the pass catchers yesterday? Terrible. Colt had a couple catches late, but he dropped the first down play on the very first that was big. opportunity. Perfect Darnell throw. Mooney bats the ball up in the air. I mean, that's probably got a little too much mustard on it, but in the NFL, you got to catch that, son. Yep. He is no number one. Don't kid yourselves. I no. love him. Mm-hmm. Great. The fifth round. This guy is not a one. There isn't a one on the roster because we are also looking at zombie A Rob. My goodness. Field. He falls over all the time. Every time you throw the ball to him, it's an interception. It feels like he. I think the ankle's bothering him more than he lets on. That's my silver lining. Trying to be like, maybe once that's better, he's back to himself. But they're going nowhere on offense as long as Allen Robinson is this version of Allen Robinson. They're they're toast. That would and then explain you a lot. Add the yeah. coach to it, and it's like th- they're not giving Justin anything that young QBs need to ex- succeed, except for a running game. And the weird thing is, they run the ball better than anybody by far has against the Bucks. Yeah, Herbert goes for over a hundred. He's the only bright spot on the day, and he still scored three points. You know why it doesn't help? They don't run play action off of it. Yeah, uh, uh. 20%, 16, sorry, 16% of field snaps this year off play action, despite the numbers I just gave you. I'm not an idiot. So what happened with they Bill? They are Lake? brain dead. The coaches are paying no attention to what's working and what he does best. But it seemed like Bill Lazor. They set him up to stink. It seemed like Bill Lazor called more play action when, uh, last year and well, then this year when he was calling plays Zero again. is more than, you know, anything is more than zero. <laughs> like if Nagy's calling plays. But well, they're like, not doing anywhere near enough of it. And yesterday's guess, game looked a lot like the Nagy offense. Well, right. Like, That's what is. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is, is he, was I he starting he to... I think he scripted plays and that was the end of uh, it. Gosh. Yeah, I mean... It, 
if you're a Bears fan, what more do you need to see after yesterday that Matt Nagy has to go? The Matt Nagy era is over. It's, oh, it's gotta, done. It's got to go. All right, the question we asked a couple weeks ago about, well, if he's not calling the plays, can he still be a good leader? Yeah, no. Go back to that. no. No, not now. That's no. the other point. <laughs> That's the other part of the system, right? So the system's collapse is protection stunk, rookie QB, pass catchers stunk, coaching stunk schematically and strategically, and coaching also stunk in terms of accountability and leadership. And for the third time in two years, a player gets ejected for throwing a punch. Mm-hmm. This is embarrassing, and I don't even want to bother with the pun in that word this time. The Bears. You had he's losing the locker room slowly but surely. Oh yeah, they don't respect to the results. Like they know he's supposed to run an offense, and he can't. You even have Jim Nance punking you from the booth. Look out! Here come the Bears. Oh my god! Like that's bad. More on the broadcast in a minute. (laughs) I don't want to bury the lead on Fields and Nagy. Um. I'm We're all over the place. This it's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. There's no way to avoid being field naggy, field naggy. So mm. here I'm back to fields because I've just got a tweet from Dan Orlovsky. Okay. Justin from Cousin Nate. Cousin, Thanks, Nate. Cousin Nate. Cousin Nate. Cousin Nate. Justin Fields has to play fetch faster, which will allow him to play better. Totally agree. Uh-huh. But five turnover crowd. One, interception on coaching. Told he had a free play. we got to talk about this. They told him to snap it quick and throw it. Because they said that um, 12 men on the field because they had 12 men on the field and then they didn't call it because the guy's jogging off. I mean, the coaches can't be this incompetent. Fields should probably wait for the flag again, but can you really fault him when the coaches and he's a rookie? His coaches say just yeah. do it, snap it, so they're, they're not ready for the play because they think they got a free play. They don't. Can you two weeks in a row? Like, who does this happen to? Yeah. It's just Ecclesiastes, man. There's nothing new <laughs> under the sun and all is suffering. Gosh. Well, we got a Bronze Age reference and an Ecclesiastes yeah, reference, we're folks. We're here to bring the educated. That's right. The problem with doing this on a Monday, I'm in work mode. Um, <laughs> so that's the first one. So Arlovsky's saying you can't really hold that one on field. Play turnover number two, no help from the right tackle, fumble in the pocket, hit in 1.96 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Fumble number two in, in turnover number three, no help for right tackle. That was my point a minute ago. Just so stupid to have Simmons out there with no help. I just they do the dumbest things imaginable as a coaching staff. Yeah, like everybody on the couch is like, wait, we're not even gonna chip. Oh gosh, he was hit again in two seconds. Number four was the interception off Mooney's hands, which we already talked about. It's not on the field. And number five is the one that's all fields, as Orlovsky puts it, dog trash throw because he's not gonna swear apparently. Mm. Great, that's exactly right though. That was the only throw that was terrible. Hmm. A-Rob's throw was inadvised on the first one, the throw to A-Rob where he fell, but that was because of the quick snap. That last one was an awful ball by Fields. Maybe hit as he threw, I couldn't quite tell. And the other ones you could easily say, that's a whole offensive breakdown, not just the QB. So their point is they're giving him no help. Why did they give him no help? Because the coach is too stupid to do it. I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to mince words. He's stubborn to a fault. And the stuff he wants to run sucks, and they keep running it. And then they're the only team dumb enough to put the fifth string right tackle in over the fourth string guy, who's way better, and then give the guy no help against a fierce pass rush. So you stubborn. Can't make up that kind of stupidity. Stubborn and stupid. Yeah. That, well, right now, yes. You should just go <laughs> stubborn. 
that's a that's a bad combination. I'm gonna go on a limb and call that a bad combination. I do not like this combination. That's my educated part. You bring up the Bronze Age Ecclesiastes. I say that stubborn and stupid is bad. More arrogance by Matt Nagy. I yes, call I, I call that about equal in our contribution to yes, the educated part. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Nagy was a disaster uh, the last three years. It's it's just not about yesterday. That's the other thing I just want to make crystal clear. Those of us who want him fired pronto, who know it's not happening, but who want it, are basing it off of three years of data and change. Yeah, three and and a half. Three and a half if you... uh, Yeah, three and a half if you go back to uh, the second half of 2018. When they stopped scoring points. Mm -hmm. And he's not been able to do anything... In return and all the love for laser calling plays and running the ball more it is better it doesn't matter it's still not good enough and laser was out of the league for a reason i'm sorry i'm just not going to heap bouquets on bill laser because he's better than the absolute no. possible lowest bar which is naggy doing it. i'm not an idiot get me a real coach who runs a modern system that works and while we're on it the the, the bloom is off the rose on the andy reed tree oh yeah this is the Ooh. league. It's cyclical. Teams have figured that out. I mean, the Chiefs mm-hmm. got other issues, but if it takes elite tackles, which they no longer have, and elite playmakers and elite QB play, it's not that great of a system. Yeah. It's, it's asking too much of your roster construction. And they are headed for trouble. The defense is terrible, and they're about to pay Mahomes $40 million a year. Still have all the talent in the world in the, in the playmaking. They could easily rattle off 10 in a row. But I'm just yeah. saying the future is not as bright as people think in Kansas City. Yeah, I uh, I gotta take some uh, some heat for that because I said after the Super Bowl, oh Kansas City will be back before Tampa, and oh boy, does that look like completely you wrong. Suck, Chris. <laughs> I still think Andy Reid's a great coach, who's a Hall of Fame coach. I'm sure super happy he got a sure. ring. I'm just saying the league catches up to things, mm-hmm. and it seems to be that they've caught up to the Andy Reid stuff, and now that we got we need to get out. In front of the next flavor of the month offensively. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And I don't what know about... who that guy is. Maybe Brian Dable, maybe Joe Brady, which doesn't look as good now that Darnold's back to looking like the Jets version of Darnold. I think the coach that right? the Bears need for Justin Fields is not in that building. May I posit a name to you? If you say Pat Fitzgerald, I'm hanging up. No, I was not going to say Pat Fitzgerald. Okay. I was going to say Byron Leftwich. Maybe a good one too. I, I love the deep stuff because Fields usually throws those well, although that one was bad. Uh, here's my other problem from yesterday. I I hate to bring it up kind of because I don't feel like we have great data on it. And it's really possibly in you know the broadcast cherry picking, which will get us to your point on that too. I don't like all these shots. There must have been eight of them of Justin Fields sitting on the bench by himself with no veteran QB and no position coach talking to him. To me, it looks like the Bears aren't coaching him. Yeah. And I realize that that's unfair probably, but, man, I want somebody going over stuff with him on a tablet every time he's not in, on the field. And maybe at the end you could say, you know what, it's giving you enough just to have a But, like, this was throughout the game, and I'm kind of like, what are we doing here? That's kind of what they Did do. That bother me at all? It just seems weird. Yeah, I, it, it reminded me of, uh, you know, they did that with Cutler. You know, I don't know. It seems to be. Yeah, but that's a veteran. But trying to manufacture a story, that's that's what it seems that like. It could to be me. What, they, what the CBS, I keep wanting to call them NBC. 
broadcast was doing and it's maybe just like misleading us because they were very very happy to clown on the bears yeah it makes look bad when he's sitting there by himself but if it's true that that he didn't get a whole lot of coaching in that game what are we doing here yeah so, and that's, I, don't, that's, I don't know what to say it was that's a disaster the, the creeping fears in me that worry about his long-term future like is is he going to get messed up by these guys? And I, I don't think so, but that, that creeping fear is just sitting back there. And then when they, when he does have a bad game like yesterday, not, not all by himself bad, but, you know, he he made his fair share of, uh, of mistakes and, you know, it's hard to see any kind of progress at all. All those things mixed together just gave me that little creeping in the back of my mind you know but you have you've helped talk some sense to the me, asterisk so on that is it is one game against a really good team and the bears have played a weird schedule like they've got the zero and six now seven lions on there two six and one teams no three three i tweeted this out three six and one teams they have played the super bowl contenders in the nfc except for the cardinals who are coming up mm-hmm. and dallas depending on how you feel about dallas and lost all those games they played the what four and three or two whatever the browns record is they're like the only like team with a record kind of similar to the bears that they've played and then they've beaten five and two teams twice yeah. the Bengals and the raiders and so it's like that was miserable i wish i hadn't watched it i wish we didn't have this podcast because i would probably have not felt as obligated to finish that game <laughs> but all is not necessarily lost I mean, I, I kind of want it to be because I desperately want to get a coach who can work with fields better, but they could they could totally win these next two games if the defense returns to form and Quinn is back and Hicks is back. There's a bunch of ifs, definitely. I don't know if I'll pick them against the Niners. They're kind of a mess too, though. Most yeah. of the league is a mess, and the Bears have played five of the best teams in the league, oddly enough, already. That is weird. That how things have lined the Bengals, up that way. They trounced the Ravens. Yeah, the darlings of the last two weeks, the Ravens. And they trounced the Bears <laughs> now, probably. But the Bears beat them. You can't take it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what a weird – yeah. But So if the Bears do rattle off two wins and get back above 500, that's going to save Nagy's job, at least for a well, little there goes bit longer, your, right? Your, your fire him at the buy scenario, because that's probably the only other possibility besides the end of the year, right? Look bad against the next two, and maybe they fire him there during the buy. Well, it's probably just – How like much do you want them it, to not look terrible and enjoy Sundays versus the big picture? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a horrible position to be in now because I want Fields to look good and improve, but I don't want him with this coach anymore. So, uh, so you know, whatever, he, whatever improvement is there isn't going to be enough to make this offense work anyway. Can you, can you get me a new center too? Yeah, we need to talk about him. Thanks for bringing him up. He sucks. Mm. I'm sorry. We all love the Max Rustafer stuff. <laughs> and we all thought, you know, it, it was good when he came in last year and helped with the blitz calls, but I can't even he, – he dribbled the snaps. once Under center. Though. Under center he did that. It wasn't even a That's shotgun. Easy. So, uh... And he doesn't block well. Like the, the first thing that this offensive line needs besides health is to put either Bars or Daniels at center. Hmm. Well, they drafted Daniels. They drafted Daniels to be center, yeah. didn't they? And they gave up on that awfully quick. 
And I know Olin believes in him as a center, which is good enough for me to say, let's mm. give it a whirl. Sure. And then put bars at guard once Effetti or Borum are back. They can play tackle. Maybe you can't do all this with as many injuries as you have. But, man, it would sure be nice. You know, your ideal scenario down the stretch is this run of embarrassment is bad enough that Nagy's fate is cooked. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields does show some improvement, but they don't win a ton of games, so they still fire Nagy. Meanwhile, Borum plays well and maybe even get a Tevin Jenkins sighting in there because you know what's going to happen. The, the, the dread scenario is they're going to go into the offseason and they're going to say they got their tackles and they're not going to know it, but they're just going to tell us they do. You know they'll do it. You know that they will say there's our starters and act like everything's fine. And you don't have a first-round pick to get a really, really good prospect on the line either. Oh. No, it's probably not. I mean, the only reason Jen- Jenkins was there was, oh, right, his back, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I would love to see him back, get a few games, look good, and say, okay, he's fine. But I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm just saying, like, either. if you wanted to talk happy thoughts and the optimistic scenario is, Try to figure out what you got in some of these young players. Um, I thought it was also interesting after we had the conversation. I see tons more chat this week after yesterday's game about the Bears being sellers at the deadline. As you know, I totally agree with them doing, but this isn't baseball, and NFL teams typically just don't do this. They might mm-hmm. trade a guy here or there, but the idea of like, wholesale worse sellers, I just don't believe it doesn't work that way. But maybe yeah. it's Shifting, we'll see. The Bears definitely should consider trading a piece or two. Absolutely. In my opinion. They Get need some capital picks. in the draft. Yep. But, you know, what are these guys worth? <laughs> I mean, if you're like, hey, yeah, we'll trade you Allen Robinson, and you're like, yes, we just acquired the number one wide receiver for by far the worst passing attack in the last 30 years. Yeah. Woo, no. boys, we're going places. It's, it's going to be for some like Mac or Quinn, someone who's going to beef up a pass rush for a contender. That That's what it's going to Mac's be. Mac's contract is untradeable, I think. But yeah, Quinn's a possibility. They sure missed him yesterday. But, you know, I, I think it's great that we got this far and haven't even brought up the defense. And that's what I want to continue to do because I don't care. There was nothing, nothing they could do yesterday. Against that guy and that team and the positions they were constantly put in, oh, they were plenty of bad plays by the defense but i just don't even have the energy to condemn them roquan had another really good game continues to be a bright spot i want to mention one more thing on leadership and then i'm good okay how come two rookies and roquan are the only people that ever meet the media after the game that's a great question that's another leadership issue too they talked about this on hogan johns in the post game i was like dang that's a good point i want to bring that up and, like, the Lovey Bears, it would be, like, Briggs and Tillman and, like, some good vets. Where are the Bears' vets? I think they really are. I think we are in a world now where there's a scenario where we do see Nagy lose the locker room well and truly for the first time. Mm-hmm. Consider the evidence. Eddie Jackson fights with Lance Briggs. Jalen Johnson posts his late fee like an idiot. Uh-huh. The team plays like trash again, especially on offense. The... Veterans do not show up to meet the media. A whole, all of them except for Roquan on the D didn't show up to minicamp. Right, like there's some, there's some stuff here where it's like, yeah, I don't know how much they respect this guy. I know that's what I was saying last week with Jalen. Is like that totally looks like a calling out your coach and saying, hmm. <laughs> and his official reason didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Where he's like, well, I thought I shared it with no. just a few people. Yeah, like, uh, on what? Twitter. Yeah. 
<laughs> or Instagram, you whatever it was. Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. I'm not buying that you don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. If you were like 50, I'd be like, hmm, maybe he screwed up. Yeah, if it was one of my so, parents trying to, you know. You know, that, that one reason, I guess my point is that one reason we were trying to find a reason to keep Nagy two weeks ago or just trying to like, just, I mean, as much as anything, just look at it from a different angle doesn't seem to be working out well either because I think we're starting to see some holes in the ship when it comes to this Matt Nagy good leader. I think he's a goofy motivational speaker at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What... Never gets too down, but don't worry. Did you hear him say that they grew closer to the last 24 to 48 hours? Oh, that's good. Was... we can be bad at football, but at least we love each other. I was just going to bring it up to you. What the heck was that? I'm not an idiot. I, I, I don't even know how to process that. Like my, my first instinct was you expect us to believe that really? Why are you, de- are you deflecting because you can't talk about anything football related that you got to go to this? Sure seemed uh, like it. Oh my gosh. That like, I w- if I were George, I would have fired him just for that. Like, we just got pants on national TV, but man, we're closer than ever. And that's what makes this team special. That's what makes me a good leader. I think that's what it is. He was trying to turn something into, look at me. I'm still a good leader. I'm still a good coach. It's, it's the dog burning in the kitchen meme, you know, or this is fine. Yeah, this is fine. This is fine. We, you know, it's, 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 it's not Boy Scouts, Matt. Like, gosh. Yeah. <sighs> all hey, right, I, well, that's all I've got. And I, I got, have a class. <laughs> I got one last thing. One last thing before you go. Tom Brady. Holy cow, does that guy hold a grudge? <laughs> it does. The great ones all do. Did you see where he gave his hat to the little cancer survivor? Uh-huh. Yeah. That cool. Yeah, that was cool. But, man, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl last year, and you could tell that he, he his emotions were more revved up for this game and getting back at the Bears and his fourth, you know, fourth down blunder uh, mm-hmm. last year. Oh, my God. It was right before halftime, and they're still going for it on fourth and goal, and not kicking a just- field goal. Oh. Something all the ghosts do this. They they like channel reasons to be motivated. Michael Jordan is like the yeah, great Jordan. example of mm-hmm. course, like ever in any sport. It's like, oh, and I took that personally. You know, the, it's like a meme person. for a reason. Yeah. Eat the pizza. But Brady's got that trait. He and, does. Uh, you man, step on your throat, stop. I hated twist. them being that aggressive oh. that late. I thought that was a total jerk move by Arians. Yeah. Continuing to, you know, go for TDs and stuff, but uh, that that's what I want for the Bears, man. I want a team that can yeah. just be like, oh, oh no, you, you beat us last year. That was we're the mm-hmm. defending champs, and that was our most embarrassing loss. And we're gonna make sure you feel the sting of it this year. Like yeah. I want a team that's that ba. You know what I mean? And yeah. So we're the that you was... know instead our coach is spreading COVID around a campfire, singing Kumbaya, and talking about how much we love each other. Get yeah, out of here with that. That's one thing that Ditka was good at. You know, like putting fridge in uh, in San Francisco after they had done it the year before. Ditka torching the Cowboys, his former team, forty-four nothing. You know, no. stuff like. <laughs> I didn't intend one. to talk about this, but is it especially Matt Nagy's too nice for this gig? Sometimes. I don't like, know. Doesn't look a... like he holds them accountable anymore. You gotta no. get pissy sometimes. I mean. So I, that, I don't know. It just seems like this is the wrong vibe. And then you got your club dub crap, and then you come out and you do games like this, and none of you are anywhere to be found. I'm starting to hate the culture of this team. Yeah. So he's a weird combination of arrogant, dumb, and nice. More arrogant from that, Maggie. Oh, that's going to pop up every now oh, and then. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt Nagy has COVID, and I am biting my tongue yeah. so so much. And checkmate, I'm atheists! Slapping my <laughs> my hands from getting on Twitter. I'm doing all sorts of things to filter myself. Yeah. All right, so I love the get... idea that there is hope this week because Matt Nagy has COVID. Oh goodness! So why don't you stay home, Matt? Yeah, take a nap. Take a you know week long you know, rest. Oh, yeah. this, this Nagy guy should probably oh. just get some Z's, you know. <laughs> all right, is that it? That's it. Yep. We're you know. We're done. I got to right. eat before my twelve thirty. Okay. We'll be back later in the week to talk Bears Niners. That's a epic. Plug faster. They're both yeah. bad. The and, are already uh, yeah, underdogs. Really yeah, they're already underdogs to the team they have more wins than. That's fun. And, yeah, and and you can find us on Twitter at barely underscore educated. Fact, just pretty much use that everywhere. Put it in the Google machine mm-hmm. with the word, uh, you know, Facebook, and you'll still get there. Or buy me a coffee or whatever. Love to hear from you guys. We uh, hope this has been at least entertaining, and uh, we will see you you know, later this week. More arrogance by Matt Nagy. I'm not an idiot. More arrogance. I'm not an idiot. More arrogance. Eat the pizza. More pizza. I f- all the bears.